0: Oh, whoa, oh, Jesus, Red Bull. So this is What's Red Bull. What's that going to do?
1: Probably fuck you up. Cool. It's not that much. It's mostly Jaeger. Oh,
0: oh, great. <laughs> so, uh, hi. Oh, no, no, we don't have to do that.
1: <laughs> include that. Max, include that. What episode is this?
0: Sixteen.
1: Get the fuck out of here.
0: Fucking sixteen. <laughs>
1: cool. Welcome. Kill.
0: Oh, God. It's just, it's, it's too full.
1: It's too full. Okay. Are you taking it? I'm
0: doing it. Doing I'm you doing it? Okay, right,
1: yeah, good mom now. Mm. Nice. Mm. What do you think about that? I don't know. think not... it needs more Red Bull. Mm,
0: I don't like that at all.
1: I think it needs more Red Bull. Well, we've got Red Bull and we've got Xiaomi Joe. I don't think we're going to get sluggish drunk tonight. No, I think I... we're going to probably get a bit hyper drunk. Go through
0: the fucking roof. Yeah. And then beat up some homosexuals.
1: <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs>
0: Isn't that what people do on Red Bull? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. That's
0: I'm, just it trying to, I'm just trying to move no, up yeah. to the brand. You're
1: right. It's not even a generalization. It's just accurate. So, talk me through what you're making.
0: I'm just making spaghetti. Yum. It's just easy and quick.
1: So, I just mm. like I to cook. so what are you cooking?
0: What am I cooking? Mm. I'm cooking onions, garlic, green bell peppers, mushrooms, and some dried tomatoes.
1: With um, some butter.
0: Olives, with butter and olive oil. Mm-hmm. Butter olive oil mix. That's a good way to do I didn't it. You know, you
1: can do those things together.
0: Yeah, it's better because but the butter uh, burns at a very low heat, mm. and olive oil burns at a much higher heat. Mm. So when you combine them, you get you can turn up the heat a little bit more than you would normally.
1: Oh my God! I never knew that.
0: Now you know. There's got to be a time when you didn't know something, and then and then you and then you know it. That
1: time is now. And
0: the time yeah. is now. It's happening.
1: olive oil and butter. Do it. Right.
0: Everybody listening, that's the secrets of something.
1: Okay, so the way this is gonna work, same thing as last time: ten questions. Yeah. About World War Two. Yeah. Truth or fiction? Facts yeah. or fiction? That's catchier.
0: I'm super into World War Two in general.
1: Oh, this is always gonna be your thing.
0: But I was super into World War One too.
1: Really? Because I won the quiz.
0: You won the quiz because I fucking gave it to you. Alright, I felt sorry. Thank you. So uh, this is Sugar Facts episode sixteen. I'm Joe I'm Brian. Do it again.
1: Is, well, let's get pappy. Like sound fun.
0: This is uh this is Joe Facts.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm Sugar Su- facts. I'm
0: sugar, that's Facts
1: <laughs> Alright, good, I'm feeling ready. Um okay, Sugar Facts episode 16 one Sixteen, one six. One six, we're you, gonna what, do what if you
0: what if you add Six plus one. What do you got? Seven. Seven. Number of number of the sun
1: is seven. Is yeah. That? Number
0: of the sun. That's... Every 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 planet has its own number,
1: mm-hmm. except
0: for the sun because it's not a planet. It's a sun. The star.
1: Max, cut all this out. Start over. Start over. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just I just been um, getting really big into numerology because I feel still... like it's a big science that's taking off. It's still in its infancy, <laughs> and I'm just I'm just now starting to really get into it. You know. <laughs> Do you have a drink? No. See, that's the thing.
1: Get yeah. no. Oh.
0: I know. Here I did. I cooked this big bowl of salt, and then I don't get any any, <laughs> yeah. any drinks with it.
1: So World War Two. Whoa! Facts. Whoa!
0: Whoa! What? No, that's no. Not well on that.
1: Uh, yeah. Pour it. Fact or fiction quiz.
0: Oh, we're doing a World War Two fact or fiction quiz. That's correct. For episode sixteen.
1: For episode sixteen.
0: Shouldn't we? Shouldn't? Because I, I kind of wanted to. I mean, that sounds like a. That's a good idea, maybe for a different kind of podcast.
1: Oh, you want to talk about sugar?
0: I just thought maybe. You're always trying to, like, I don't know. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting it. Are you trying to say something? No, like, would sorry, you rather no, right. this no. podcast not be about sugar? No,
1: no, no. I, I definitely want to talk about sugar and nothing but sugar. Because it
0: seems week after week after week, it seems like you're always trying to derail it, you know?
1: I'm not. I'm honestly not. Okay. okay good. You tell me your sugar fact.
0: I got a good one this week, okay, though. Sick. You're gonna love it. Um, Woohoo! Hey, ever? Uh, think- no,
1: I want to talk about World War Two.
0: Okay. <laughs> I don't even care. Just go ahead. And do
1: it. <laughs> so I want to introduce a game we played it last week. Yeah. Uh, I remember that. You guys remember that? They probably do. They probably listened and memorized every episode up until now.
0: You know what's exciting for me to think about is that when we recorded last week's episode, we were nobodies. Yeah. But by the time people are actually listening to this episode.
1: Our quiz. Our, our novel quiz game has yeah. just taken off.
0: I'm, I feel like that's it's probably a what happened.
1: Global sensation. Well, guys, we bet we probably don't have to explain the rules, but we're going to do it anyway. Yeah, sure. Uh, we're going to go tit for tat on facts or fiction about World War II. Mm hmm. And should we put $1,000 on the table?
0: No, well, I don't know. We need to go that far. Or whoever loses has to clean the other person's car
1: that's a good idea my car really needs clean
0: Mm, so does mine
1: inside out
0: yeah and you gotta do a fucking great job
1: (laughs) i love it i fucking love it
0: god damn it now i well i I wish i would have known that before i wrote these stupid fucking (laughs) questions
1: inside out and i mean like inside of the windows yeah if you lose, I'm gonna make you do it at, at the cake cafe in a bikini. Right, yeah, that
0: not like a
1: car wash.
0: Just fucking a freezing car in, in winter.
1: <laughs> like, the water's so
0: cold. <laughs> and I waxed. I waxed. All right. I could use that hair right now. It's freezing. <laughs>
1: Meanwhile, I'm just gonna gather all the lechers of the town <coughs> oh, to, like, yeah, Just to sit on the side and just like watch you. Hey,
0: babe.
1: Brad, <laughs> I think you missed a spot at the bottom of the tire. Drop that
0: sponge, sugar. Why don't you play over and pick that up for us?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: oh, you're getting a little
1: wet. Okay, this is definitely what we're doing. We're not I mean, doing. I, mean, I, I won't force you into the bikini. bikini. Nobody wants to um, do that. But yeah, you have to come clean. My God. All
0: right, fine yeah don't say like or you have to come believe my yeah
1: but it probably won't happen that way all right let's do it all right
0: well now i'm gonna really play to win <laughs> no around. Big would pack. you like to start or would i like to start uh you start <clears throat> okay i've got oh jesus you know <laughs> it, it would have been funnier before this bet first question world war Two. Six million Jews and up to 11 million others, gypsies, homosexuals, disabled, people, dissidents, etc., were put to death during the Holocaust. True. I just wanted to establish that. <laughs> before we start. Just wanted to make sure I wasn't like playing a tri- with the Holocaust tri- denier. That
1: is question. <laughs> oh, okay. All right.
0: And is in fact Try true. Us. Oh, this. Well, you heard it here first, guys. It's true. So if anybody comes at you with this Holocaust denial shit, refer them to episode 16.
1: Yeah. Minute right. 90. Good for you. God
0: damn it. <laughs> uh, meant to just be a little jokey thing.
1: <laughs> um, Britain never needed to begin rationing during World War Two.
0: I like this is going to be one of those semantic little things.
1: Take that chop, please. Brit-
0: Britain never needed to begin
1: rationing? Yeah.
0: During World well,
1: War II. Uh, Britain never needed to do rationing. There was
0: no rationing in Britain during World never War Never
1: needed to do it during World War II. Well, of
0: course they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They,
1: they did. They needed to do rationing. You said yes. You said Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on,
0: hold on, hold on. Is the, are we getting stuck on the term needed? Is that what it is?
1: I'm saying Brit- <laughs> it was never necessary it was never necessary to conduct rationing in Britain.
0: So now you got me all confused because I know that there was rationing, but now like is it is it like, ah, but they didn't need to. But well, then why would they do it? If they didn't need to do it, why would they do it? You just to me? get into it, just to get into the park? <laughs> well, it's war. Well, everyone else... <laughs> We've got plenty of food, but it just, we want to really wanna, get into We it.
1: want the vibe. We want the war vibe.
0: Here's your lard, your, your seven tablespoons of lard. <laughs> Um, well, so be it. If this is some semantic bullshit, um, so am You're saying
1: it's true road. or false?
0: I'm saying that Britain did do rationing during World War II.
1: That's not answering the question. The question is true or false? It was n- never necessary to conduct rationing in Britain during World War II.
0: It was never... See, now it's like a double negative. It was never necessary... To conduct ration false, it wasn't necessary.
1: The answer is true, it was never necessary. Germany. Yeah,
0: I'd love you to I'll back fill that. It up? Up?
1: Uh Britain and France didn't begin the war with rationing, though Germany did from the get-go. However, Germany <laughs> was faced with hunger constantly throughout the war, not only for civilians, but the armed forces as well. So once they defeated France in June 1914. The Germans had started taking the food supply from those occupied territories, leading to rationing and famine in, in many of France's main regions. By 1940, British rationing had begun, but the citizens of Britain were never truly starving as people in other countries were.
0: Whoa, 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 But so rationing was done.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't necessary.
0: Well, then why did they do it?
1: Because they were like, well, we actually don't know how long the war is going to go. They had plenty of food, but they were like, we just need to prepare. Okay.
0: okay. Well, here's another one that I wish I would have known. <laughs> Hitler's nephew was from Liverpool.
1: From Liverpool.
0: One of Hitler's greatest enemies during the war was his own nephew, Bill Hitler.
1: His name was Bill Hitler. <laughs> what did he do in the war?
0: Would you like to know? Well, would you yeah. like to answer the question?
1: No? Can you? Can you I, I'm allowed to ask one follow up. Yeah, you can ask.
0: I mean, I'll tell you more about
1: him. Um, that's my follow up. What did he do? Bill Hitler? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, that's really rolling off the tongue, isn't it?
0: Bill Hitler. So he was born in Liverpool in 1911 to Adolf Hitler's brother.
1: Who, whose name was?
0: I don't know. Um, in 1933, Bill Hitler went to Germany in an attempt to benefit from his uncle's power. Uh His uncle, who is now the leader of Germany, uh, found him a job at a bank in Berlin. He worked there for much of the 30s. Later, Bill Hitler worked at an automobile factory Mm. and later still as a car salesman. Uh, Dissatisfied with these jobs, Bill Hitler persisted in asking his uncle for a better job. And he wrote him and he blackmailed him.
1: He blackmailed Hitler? Yeah, he said, wow. I'm, I'm going gonna,
0: I'm gonna to tell family secrets to the newspapers unless uh, my life is improved. Then what happened was in 38, Adolf asked Bill to um, give up his British, British citizenship in exchange for a high-ranking job. But Bill thought maybe there was going to be a trap, so then he left Germany. He tried to blackmail his uncle again. This time he said, I'm going to tell the news that your grandfather was a Jewish merchant. Oh... And then when he got back to London, he wrote an article for a magazine, and the article was titled, Why I Hate My Uncle.
1: (laughs) Right. Okay, see, what I like about what you've done here is that you have included dates, which makes it seem more realistic for a lie.
0: What are you saying?
1: Lie. Lie, lie, lie. Fiction, fiction, fiction. You're
0: wrong. That is true.
1: Bill Hitler? Oh, yeah. That's Uh, how you you sell it. Fuck you. That's how you sell it.
0: Well... His name was actually and I cannot be faulted for this, his name was William Patrick Stewart
1: Houston. Bill Hiller, baby. That was really good. Well done.
0: So uh, he so, so he did that my really all good. of that's true. And then he it sounded uh,
1: familiar, the whole threatening to tell people about your jewel like you know, I that bit sounded familiar. Your delivery was what sold me. <sighs> Good job. Good Ryan. job, Brian.
0: So he emigrated to the US, served in the American Navy during the war.
1: Cheers. Well done.
0: Decorated for his bravery in conflict. Um, he eventually changed his name to William Patrick Stewart Houston and lived a quiet, obscure life and passed away in 1987.
1: Bill Hitler. Wow. Mm. Shit. I've got some here that are just like throwaways too. I didn't know the stakes. <laughs> Fuck.
0: You gotta do 10. You can make one up right now if you want.
1: Don't. <laughs> curve me like that in World War Two. fuck fuck no shut up um, oh
0: shit you guys missed that that look
1: <laughs> oh, shit
0: <laughs> how to sell a lie there was
1: no uh, no it's
0: <laughs> or how to I
1: can't tell you yeah um there was a cat okay nicknamed <clears throat> unsinkable Sam Sam Yep, Unsinkable Sam, who survived the sinking of three different vessels over the course of the war. Unsinkable Sam was a cat who survived the sinking of three different vessels.
0: Which side was Sam on? He changed. He changed sides? Yeah. Which side did he start on? German. (laughs) Sam. Sam, the German cat.
1: He was nicknamed Unsinkable Sam.
0: Sam, short for Samuel. Samuel.
1: Yes, maybe. The Jewish, I think the,
0: Jewish <laughs> the Jewish, the Jewish name Samuel was a German cat.
1: Well, do you think it's true or not? <laughs> just get. It.
0: Um, we can ask as many questions as we want. You get one no, question. No, fuck that. But the stakes are super high, so <laughs> the floor just is just open. A car
1: wash, dude.
0: <laughs> I know. I don't want to do it. That switching sides thing really fucked me. He <laughs> switched sides. How did that happen? How did it happen? Jack-
1: Uh, Because he started off off on a German ship,
0: yeah,
1: or a German submarine, maybe, and then he then that sank, and he got picked up by a British vessel.
0: So they rescued this drowning cat. (laughs)
1: Yeah, took him on board. (laughs) Yep. Yep.
0: God damn it, unsinkable Sam.
1: Yeah.
0: That could be true, man. It could totally be true. True.
1: Fuck you. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Okay. It's you know crazy. why?
0: You know why? Because of my delivery. The, the, the opening thing.
1: In World, In World War II. In <laughs> <laughs> um, So, well done. <clears throat> it is true. It's a great story. That is a good story. Are you story. ready
0: for this? I, never, I didn't hear that
1: one. So, Unsinkable Sam yeah. was a black and white patched cat, supposedly first owned by crewmen on the German battleship Bismarck. Oh. Uh, she sank in May 1941, and only 115 from her crew of more than 2,000 people survived. Hours later, uh, uh, yeah, sorry, hours so hours later, the cat was found floating on a board and picked up from the water by uh, sailors from the British destroyer HMS Cossack, oh. unaware of what his name had been on the Bismarck. The crew of Cossack named their new mascot Oscar. The cat served on co- on board Cossack for the next few months until the ship was damaged by a torpedo from a German submarine and sank in October. Oscar survived the sinking and was brought to Gibraltar and nicknamed Unsinkable Sam. He was then transferred to the aircraft carrier HMS Ark Royal, which coincidentally had been instrumental in the destruction of the Bismarck, his first German ship. Although this ship was soon torpedoed in November. Sam was found clinging to a floating plank by a motor motor launch and described as angry but quite unharmed. Jesus. He was transferred first to the offices of the governor of Gibraltar, then sent back to the UK where he saw out the remainder of the war living in a Seaman's home in Belfast called the Home for Sailors. Sam died in nineteen fifty five. That's cool. Yeah.
0: Oh, Sammy. Yeah. Point for you. Good. What's the score now? Two one. Two one. Who's winning?
1: You. Okay.
0: Ah. Okay.
1: God, it's so good. Yeah, get
0: Number three: Hitler, Adolf Hitler, not Bill. Not Bill. Uh, was elected leader of the National Socialist German Workers' Party in nineteen twenty three. By a margin of only one vote.
1: Wow, cool! This is a cool one.
0: I'm happy to provide.
1: What year? Name. What year?
0: Nineteen twenty-three. So you
1: know. Was he already quite well known at this stage, or this is kind of before his political career was really taking? This off? is
0: like the very beginning of the grab. I mean, he was well known enough to be running to become the leader of that party, but um, he only he only lost it by a by a single vote.
1: Lost it by one vote? I mean, sorry,
0: he won it. Sorry, he won it. I right. feel
1: like he was considered as, like, a magnanimous, like, fucking weirdo in the beginning. Like, sure. I feel like yeah, I feel yeah. like he, until he really rose to power, I feel like it, it was probably touch and go for a bit. I don't think he was, like, an obvious... Right. I'm going to say that's true.
0: Okay, I'm going to log... If it's a
1: margin of, like, three votes, I'll fucking kill you.
0: I'm going to log your answer in on our computer, in our computer here, eh. and I'm going to read you the rest of it. Okay, but that is your
1: answer. That is my... I think it's true. Okay,
0: you think it's true. Well,
1: several... Do, men- I, do I have a chance to change my answer no, after definitely you definitely
0: not. Definitely
1: not. I think it's false, but...
0: <laughs> you can't. It's uh, too late. What? Several members of the opposition were absent on the day of the vote, saying at the time, elections don't really matter. All the parties are the same anyway. After the war, the only surviving member, Werner Schmidt... Um, the only surviving member who failed to submit a vote that fateful day was interviewed on Dutch TV. Asked if he regretted how things had turned out and how did he feel knowing he could have possibly prevented a catastrophe. Werner merely shrugged, looked into the camera, and said, Schmidt happens.
1: None of this is true.
0: No, it's false. Fuck
1: you, dude. Fuck! Oh, you're going to get a really good car wash.
0: So actually, uh, Hitler won the leadership of the party by a huge margin, 553 to one.
1: Oh, God damn it.
0: Schmidt happens.
1: Schmidt happens. That's good. You're really good at writing lies. (laughs) Okay. Tokyo's invasion of Manchuria on 18 September 1931 is sometimes cited as the alternative starting date for World War II. True. I'll read it one more time. (coughs) Tokyo's invasion of Manchuria on 18 September 1931 Mm -hmm. is sometimes cited as the alternative starting date for World War II.
0: Yeah, it's true. You know how I know it's true?
1: Okay, you tell me your reasoning.
0: Because a couple years ago... In my journal, I wrote Tokyo's invasion of Manchuria at the start of World War II.
1: You wouldn't have written that.
0: So cited. I cited it. It's been cited at least once.
1: Okay. Well, it's actually false, and I'll tell you why. Oh, this is okay. Yeah, you're gonna don't get mad at me, because you (laughs) give me some bullshit ones too. So actually, uh, (coughs) the invasion of Manchuria. Yeah. Was more of a military coup. It wasn't actually a Tokyo-led invasion. I said it twice, mate. Mm-hmm. Tokyo. It was. A, it was. It was a oh, military. It, yeah, it was really? close to a military coup. Close to. It was pretty much a military. Pretty coup. much. I'll tell you what. It was. I'd love to hear more. Context. Uh, The Wanpaosan incident was a minor dispute between Chinese and Korean farmers in Manchuria, which occurred on the 1st of July, 1931. It was soon followed by the Mukden incident, which is the September incident. On 18 September 1931, the Japanese Imperial General Headquarters, which had decided upon a policy of localizing the incident, communicating, communicated its decision to the Kwantung Army Command. However, the Army Commander-in-Chief ordered his forces to proceed to expand operations all along the South Manchuria Railway. Under his orders... Troops uh, moved along the rail line in Manchuria, captured virtually every city along its length in a matter of days, uh, occupying a number of Manchurian cities. A few days later, on the 19th of September, under this general's request, a a South Korean army ordered the 20th Infantry Division to split its force, forming the 39th Mixed Brigade which departed on that day from Manchuria without authorization from the emperor. Between 20 September and 25 September, Japanese forces took a number of cities, uh, which effectively secured control of Liaoning and Kirin provinces and the the main line of rail communications to Korea. Tokyo was shocked by the news of the army acting without (laughs) orders from the central government. The Japanese civilian government was thrown into disarray by this act of insubordination, but as reports of one quick victory after another began to arrive, it felt powerless to oppose the army, and the decision was to immediately send three more infantry divisions from Japan. During this era, the elected government could be held hostage by the Army and Navy since Army and Navy members were constitutionally necessary for the formation of cabinets. Without their support, the government would collapse.
0: So wait, we're getting hung up on the word here, invasion?
1: Tokyo-led.
0: <coughs> Tokyo-led invasion. Yeah. So in, so in other words, had you phrased it a different way, the
1: Japanese militaries. Coup-
0: of, of this year Is sometimes cited as the start of World War Two. That would have saying, been acceptable as a I'm true I'm
1: saying answer. if this was an exam yeah. You would have failed Okay,
0: You know what? Mark it down as yeah, a give failure me the,
1: Give me the point point.
0: And then later when you wake up in the middle of the night screaming <laughs> Because you have no soul Well
1: Do you think maybe it's because I don't like to write lies like you do? <laughs> I
0: don't think you're capable
1: I want to test you on your knowledge of World War 2 I'm not here to test your knowledge of Lies Wow. Did you know that though? I
0: didn't know. I
1: didn't know that. I don't know.
0: I knew. I knew that when Tokyo went into Manchuria, a lot of people think that's the start of World War II. Sure,
1: but that. did you? I didn't know. I didn't realize it was that. I didn't realize it was just like a like essentially some random yeah. Japanese commander did that it. was
0: crazy. Are you that's sure? why.
1: Yeah. That I don't know. I don't, I just think hmm. for all the big bad Japan like hmm. machinations in hmm. Asia. Hmm. Actually, maybe it wasn't this expansionary policy from the beginning. It was sort of like this, well, fuck the army. And we have to kind of do what the army's doing. I'm taking the point. I actually think that's valid.
0: I'll take it. I, I, you know what? I'll give it to you. <laughs> You're
1: not giving me anything.
0: <laughs> it's yours. I be- right. I bequeath it to you.
1: Hit me with a truth or fiction.
0: Okay, this one is true, actually. During World War II, a Dutch minesweeper evaded the Japanese for eight days disguised as an island eventually escaping to Australia. A minesweeper, and if you don't know, or if our listeners don't know, I don't know either. I'm assuming it's some sort of a little boat that sweeps mines up.
1: How did it disguise itself as an island?
0: Is that a question? Yeah. It sounded like one. They, uh, the, the crew stopped off on the nearest island, and they cut down a bunch of vegetation, and uh, basically they just like put all that crap on their boat, and they painted, like any, any exposed metal, they painted to look like rocks. And they just had vines and, 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 and trees and leaves. I mean, I'm happy to answer more questions if you have them.
1: Would they not have had to do some sort of like electronic shit so the communications weren't picked up?
0: I would imagine, yeah. You know, they were super quiet. They would, they would... You're they, telling
1: me the most important thing they did to disguise as an island... Was
0: to look was like to, an island. Was
1: to cut down trees.
0: Yeah, they stopped at an island... They took down all of the vegetation. Which well, island? It was somewhere in the Java Sea. Mm hmm. Javanese island. And they, uh, and then they would, what they would do.
1: So mad listen, listen, shit. listen, listen.
0: What they would do is they would stay put during the daytime next to like another island. There's like thousands of islands. And they would, and they would, they would, they would just sit there. Like, hello, look, we're just island. And then at nighttime, they would slow.
1: And like what with who were they trying to evade? The Germans
0: and the Japanese. The Japanese, sorry, the Japanese. <laughs>
1: the Germans. So the answer the, the, ja-
0: the answer is the Japanese. That's my final answer.
1: And then they escaped to Australia. And
0: they escaped to Australia. It took them a while because they had to go really slow. So they weren't just like "do do we're an island we're moving on. No, they would in the daytime they didn't hate move. you
1: so much. Fuck it. I'm going to go with my heart on this one. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> false.
0: It is true. Fuck It is true.
1: Fuck. Yeah. So That's interesting. It
0: is really, it's weird, huh? The main threat of being spotted was from the air, so they did. They camouflaged themselves. They covered the entire surface area of the ship with leaves and vines. They covered the deck with vegetation.
1: This Arra- is amazing.
0: Arranged it in as convincing a matter as they could to good imitate on jungle canopy.
1: Good on them. They deserve to survive.
0: Any metal that was exposed was painted in hues of gray to imitate rock formations.
1: I mean, I was going to be like, where they even get the paint from? That's where I thought I'd get you. <laughs>
0: That's a good question, actually. To maintain the illusion that the ship was in fact a little tropical island, it anchored close to the shores of actual islands during daylight hours and remained completely stationary. As soon as the darkness fell, the ship would set off inching their way toward Australia oh and out of the hostile zone of the Java Sea after a journey of eight difficult days it made it to the safety of Australian waters it remains the only ship to have evaded the enemy by being disguised as an island
1: yeah because it sounds insane yeah. god damn it well done good job good job
0: am i like should we just do you want you to, want to, to score concede i mean are you really, are you really throw the towel in
1: what and just like not do an episode we might as well do an episode where I just crash and burn. Well,
0: it's really it The days.
1: last one was such a success story for me.
0: Uh, just take a sip. Cheers. Of it. Just
1: take a sip of it. Cheers. It.
0: Mm. it does taste better when you're winning. I know I'm going to eat those words, okay?
1: I don't think you will. I didn't like this thinking there was going to be like high stakes. <laughs> I don't mind, I don't mind, I don't mind. The Allied forces formed a special team of experts, many of whom weren't even soldiers, who were assembled to go into the front lines of battle to rescue precious works of art from the Nazis.
0: So they they were the front...
1: They'd go in the front lines, they weren't soldiers, and their whole job was to rescue, like, artifacts and shit.
0: Weren't they afraid of getting shot?
1: Yeah, probably. Wouldn't you be?
0: Weren't they just completely decimated? They, they, they didn't, didn't how did they survive?
1: Uh, they often worked like alone. I
0: mean they worked alone.
1: So they, I guess they like flew under the radar, they were kinda of, like spies.
0: Oh, so like weeks before an attack.
1: they like they're like on the fr- like front line doesn't mean like in a literally in the middle of a battle. Uh, They'd that's be on what I'm the saying. front line. So
0: they would they would go they would sort of sneak in and grab up some paintings and then sneak back. Mm-hmm. And then the guys would come in and
1: it's on the front lines, so they'd have to be, like, where the, where the line was advancing, they'd go with the advancing line and take all this shit as they were, like, covering ground.
0: Right, but but not necessarily in the heat of a battle.
1: I can't tell you that. I don't okay. know.
0: I mean, I know there was this whole thing about German fucking artwork. Weren't they stealing it, though?
1: The Germans were, yeah.
0: Yeah. Right? So we were just they were, they were just trying to prevent them from stealing it. What was the most famous piece of artwork they salvaged?
1: I don't know. I can't tell you. I don't know. Make it up. A painting, like a really famous classical painting with the Virgin Mary in it? Yeah. True? Yeah. It's true. (laughs) The Monuments, Fine Arts, and Archives section of the Allied Forces was a small core of mostly middle-aged men and a few women who interrupted careers as historians, architects, museum curators, and professors to mitigate combat damage. They found and recovered countless artworks stolen by the Nazis. The Monuments Men is a George uh, Clooney and Matt Damon film I saw. based on the team. I really want to watch yeah. after this. Um, Real-life Monuments Men, like mm. George Stout, often operated alone with limited resources. In one journal entry, Stout said he calculated the boxes, crates, and packing materials needed for shipment. No chance of getting them, he wrote in April 1945. So they made two. Right. So they made do. Stout transformed German sheepskin coats and gas masks into packing materials. He and a small band of colleagues rounded up guards and prisoners to pack and load. This is his quote. Never anywhere in peace or war could you expect to see more selfless devotion, more dogged persistence and going on, much of the time alone and empty-handed, to get it done, he wrote.
0: What's the score? 4-2. <sighs> Surely it, really it's 5-2 at this point. I was hoping you wouldn't
1: notice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Damn, man. And you, were, and you weren't kidding either. You were, you were literally going to just leave. If I didn't say yeah. anything just now, you were going to just be like, it's 4-2. All right, well, now I know who I'm playing with. (laughs) ready? Yep. British POWs in German camps were allowed Christmas presents from home. Family members would bake pistols into fruitcakes.
1: Sorry, one more time?
0: British POWs in German camps were allowed Christmas presents from home. Family members would bake pistols into fruitcakes.
1: And what did they do with those pistols?
0: Well... On three separate occasions, recipients of the cakes were able to stage successful prison breaks. Happy to answer more questions?
1: Sorry. So, the recipients of the pistols and cakes?
0: Yeah. So, the, you're a British prisoner in a German POW camp. Yeah. And the Germans would allow Christmas presents to come through. They would check them. And so, their families would send them... You know what a cake is, right? Yeah. They would send them fruitcakes with pistols inside the fruitcake. And what did they
1: do with the pistols?
0: presumably they dug them out and shot their way to freedom
1: every christmas there was like a mass uprising. <laughs> no, three
0: times three separate occasions not the same camp obviously different camps
1: i mean you would learn after the first one
0: they didn't have facebook and the fruitcakes were dense so i think i think the idea was that fruitcakes are really really dense nobody nobody wants to eat them so like it was kind of like the perfect thing like so like the weight of it with the gun inside like wouldn't tip them off i
1: wasn't even thinking about the weight i think it's false
0: is that your final answer?
1: Where would a normal British family get a pistol from? I think it's false.
0: Right, it's false. Yeah. Good job. It's
1: a good lie, though. Damn. I was, like, on the fence. Yeah? I just don't... I don't believe it.
0: What's... So, well, just, just a general, you don't you believe You
1: said it. three times it happened, and I was like, wow. And then, well, wouldn't they have stopped it coming through? They didn't have Facebook. I mean, they had an entire military apparatus. It's yeah. one uprising in a camp. I I
0: oversold it. I should have been one. Yeah.
1: Take your shop, please. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. 5-3. I'm catching up. Are you familiar with the idea of fighter aces? Yes. Okay. So German fighter aces far outweighed in skill their allied counterparts.
0: That is a really controversial statement.
1: Okay, based on number of kills.
0: Because I know the RAF... British RAF I know that they successfully kind of like held off the Luftwaffe yeah from basically like invading England so wouldn't that apply would it imply that the RAF were better pilots than the Luftwaffe
1: a Luftwaffe ace if you took like a Luftwaffe ace yeah and put him in the same room as a British ace
0: uh-huh the
1: Luftwaffe ace would have killed way more people
0: in that room
1: than his British counterpart.
0: Aren't there just the two of them in that room? Yeah. Well, by I mean, so, so he would have killed the RAF guy.
1: He's like, he's like kill sheep. Would have been way longer.
0: Okay. Gosh. Gar- this implies that I have any knowledge at all of what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, sure, why not? Flip a fucking coin.
1: It's true. Damn,
0: I almost said it wasn't, though. Huh.
1: You're going to take our punishment. Mouthfuls. Just, like, don't finish the shot, just like a bit. Yeah,
0: for sure. For sure. All right, number six. An American soldier attacked four Italian machine gunners by himself, forcing them to surrender. In the fight, he sustained a scalp wound and powder burns. Later that day, he helped take ten Italian prisoners. He also served as a sentry for the Roosevelt-Churchill Conference in 1943. After the war, he was awarded the Distinguished Service Cross, the Silver Star, and the Purple Heart. However, these awards were later revoked because he was a dog.
1: (laughs) What? Fuck you. What? Why would they award them in the first place if he was a dog? I'm not going to say it again. Why would they award them in the first place because he was a dog?
0: Because he did all that cool shit.
1: And they didn't know when they gave the award?
0: I think maybe they were just like, "Oh wait, we can't be good." I think it's true. We, really? Yeah. Why?
1: Because seems like something that would happen in the war.
0: Did you already know about this? No, <laughs> it's true. Yes, god damn.
1: Yes, it. Uh, yeah. It just seems like something god, fucking wacky. Really? Yeah. Damn
0: it. So his name was Chips. Chips. Only oh, lived six years. Um, he was trained. He was a trained sentry dog for the United States Army. And reputedly the most decorated war dog from World War Two.
1: So they gave him the awards and then just took them away?
0: Well, I'll tell you. So Chips was a German Shepherd, Collie, Siberian Husky mix. Sorry,
1: you mean a, a victory shepherd?
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. What was it? Liberty, Liberty, Liberty Shepherd? A Liberty Shepherd. Um, he was owned uh, by this dude from New York. During the war, private citizens often donated their dogs for duty. Shipped shipped out to the War Dog Training Center. Yeah. (laughs) What can can he do? Shake and shake. He was shipped out to the War Dog Training Center in 1942 for training as a sentry dog. Okay, so Army policy prevented official commendation of animals. So his unit unofficially awarded him a theater ribbon with an arrowhead for an assault landing. And Battlestar 3 So I guess they gave him the medals But then somebody cited this thing Like, oh, you can't do that Okay Um, he was discharged In December 1945 And returned to his family Um,
1: honorably discharged Or dishonorably discharged Oh,
0: no There was a There was a It was like a Me Too thing With the Chihuahua (laughs) It was inconclusive
1: (laughs) It ruined his whole life No, there was a big
0: trial You know, But it was like a he said, she
1: said. Yeah. Oh, shit. It was
0: like a he bark, she bark thing. (laughs) That's so dumb. You can
1: cut that out. (laughs) You can edit the joke in. During the war, an American airplane factory was made to look like a tiny town so that wouldn't be targeted for bombing.
0: Oh, isn't that interesting. How did they achieve this?
1: Uh, They made trees. Mm Mm-hmm. And tiny buildings. They made trees. Yeah.
0: Why don't they just plant trees?
1: Because then they'd have to wait for them to grow.
0: They could just plant fully grown trees. It's true. They made a they tree trees. out of what? Trees. Feathers. Feathers. Yeah. Okay.
1: And then they had like obviously like little buildings and little cars, <laughs> 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 like a little town. I made a little town, and then no one would bomb the factory.
0: Where was this?
1: I, don't, I can't tell you. I don't
0: know. <laughs> you why, why can Why can't you? I don't I
1: know? know. I don't have the information. Was it in America? Yes. But I didn't know.
0: Famously when. unbombed during the course of New, the entire Nice, Seattle. <laughs> Famously unbombed.
1: New Seattle.
0: Why were they worried about being bombed in Seattle?
1: All
0: right. Can you tell me anything else?
1: You have to ask me a question. <laughs>
0: uh, all right. I mean, is it true or false?
1: You tell me your That's answer. my
0: question. <laughs> Uh, true. You think it's true? Mmm, yeah. You sure? Yeah, I do, I do. Is it true?
1: Do you want to change your answer? No. It is true! 7-4, fuck my life.
0: The only reason I said that was true is because I thought there was no way you'd be bold enough to make up that lie after my silly lie from last time about the fake town.
1: That's why I thought I was, I thought I would tie it. Yeah, I literally thought the friends thing yeah, yeah. would throw you off.
0: But that's why it had to be true, though. There's no way that you unless would do you the thought same I was life. double
1: bluffing. Nah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: I'm pretty sure it was near Seattle, but they were worried. Basically, they were worried about Japanese bombers.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So that Wonderland.
0: That's what it was called.
1: They called it Wonderland. Had
0: you thrown that fact in there, I might have said that was bullshit.
1: Fuck! Shut up. So, <clears throat> like the local areas called it Wonderland. Yeah, local towns. Wonderland was designed by Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer art director, so MG, M- MGM, uh, art director, John Stewart D- Detley, and contained roughly 300 fake trees constructed yeah. from chicken wire, tar, and feathers, <laughs> some of them standing at 3.5 meters tall. Wow. And little houses with painted windows, really? and they made cars out of, like, wood.
0: Mm. That's cool. Yeah. Wonderland, man. Yeah. They should have thrown that And in they too. did
1: it to, like, protect an airplane factory.
0: Right. And it worked. Yep. Okay. Good job. You're going to love this one. Okay. This is a good one. Spent a lot of time on this. Okay. Research. Or making it up. Who knows? Go I'm just going to go all over the place <laughs> and there's no way to pin me down. <laughs>
1: Scramble me. Scrambled me. <laughs> all
0: right. Joseph Stalin ordered the creation of ape-human-hybrid-soldiers-humansies to fight the Nazis.
1: How did he, uh, what stage of development did they get to?
0: Well, there was a Russian uh, biologist who was doing experiments with other uh, hybrids. And then he, and then, and then Stalin was like, oh, I want this army of uh, human Because the idea was that like, oh, they're going to take orders. They're not going to like fight for, you know, higher wages. Yeah. But they'll be really strong. Mm-hmm. And we can send them into. And
1: so, what? Are the, how do they go about developing these hybrids?
0: So this guy, um, this just Russian biologist, um, he got a grant. What was his name? I can tell you his name. Yeah.
1: What
0: was it? Ilya Ivanovich. Okay. Anyway, no, but he had he had been successful creating various animal hybrids, and he received this small grant from the government to set up a lab in Oh, that's right, in Africa. Because that's where the chimpanzees were. So the first he tried to impregnate chimps with human sperm, and then that didn't work. So then he was going to he was going to take human women and then inseminate them with chimp sperm, and then I don't think that he was going to tell them.
1: Yeah, that's what he was doing. Yeah. Well, that's fucked
0: up. And uh, that was the plan. disease an army.
1: The disease thing is throwing me. You said eight, not an army.
0: Huh?
1: You said you said. Eight. You said Stalin ordered the creation of eight of them.
0: Oh, sorry. Ape.
1: Oh, ape.
0: Ape. Ape slash human. Ape-human hybrids. Chimpanzees (laughs) are... It's quite
1: terrifying.
0: Chimpanzees are apes.
1: It's terrifying to think about, but I don't think it's true. Humanzies is fucking fake. I think you've... What else would you call them? I think you've made this up.
0: What else would you call them?
1: I think you've made it up.
0: Answer the question. You're on the stand. (laughs) (laughs) What else would you call them? Shipmans. (laughs) Shipmans. Yeah, that makes way more sense. That's way more believable.
1: (laughs) Or some Russian name for it.
0: Ilya Ivanovich is the biologist's name. Yeah. You think I'm just going to make that up? Yeah,
1: I do think that. I think this whole thing is made up. And I think it would have been a lot more, like, I think we would have heard about it. I think now when we're talking about gene manipulation and shit, this would have been brought up in public discussion to be like, well, you know, this is where it could lead because this is where we've already tried to go before. So I think it's fake.
0: Well, it is fake. Thank God. But he, but I didn't make it up. Actually, the part that's fake is that Stalin ordered this. This guy actually did have this idea, and he did actually impregnate chimps or tried to, and then he was going to do it to the human women, but uh, then he fell out of favor and like he got exiled and I think like he died like soon after
1: went to like Siberia. But
0: Stalin never ordered it, and it's doubtful that he even knew Freaky. that.
1: Creepy. China and Japan are still technically at war.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's it? Yeah. I know that's true.
1: Oh. (laughs) Oh, you already know this one. They
0: never signed the little treaty because they're still fighting over those islands.
1: Okay. That's a point to me.
0: What are you talking about?
1: They're, so I'll tell you. Oh,
0: Jesus Christ. This I'll tell you. starting to annoy the fuck out of me. <laughs> no. Read it again. Read it again.
1: China and Japan are still technically at war. Yes. No, they're not. Oh and I'll tell you why. God. It's Russia and Japan who are still technically at war. Oh, fuck. At- <laughs> You're right. God damn it. God damn it. I'm just I saying. I was just so excited that I didn't I even hear the fucking I word China in that sentence. I know. God
0: damn it. Oh, no. All right, whatever. <laughs> this is a short and sweet. Bean bags were invented in 1942 in Great Britain due to a shortage of sheep.
1: So they didn't have no normal couches. Did the average British family have a couch? Yeah, they would have. <laughs> it's not the fucking 11th century. Okay. And what were bean bags made out of?
0: Beans. Well not actual beans that you eat.
1: What were they made out of?
0: I'm not sure. I don't know. Synthetic beans. False. Synthetic ball
1: stop. <laughs> I just think it's false. Uh, it's not. Nah. I didn't
0: even that wasn't even written down. Yeah. I just pulled that out of my ass. I did too. Because mine was so tell. obviously true.
1: <laughs> US geologists? Recommended bombing Japanese volcanoes to trigger eruptions.
0: Like which volcanoes?
1: Japanese ones.
0: Well, there are volcanoes in Japan. Correct. That checks out. There were US geologists. That checks out. This is how I'm going to do it. Um, Okay, great. There were hostilities between the US and Japan at the time. That checks out. (laughs) Story's looking pretty good so far. Yeah.
1: Seeming.
0: Bomb volcanoes to, to do what?
1: Trigger eruptions.
0: Eruptions. I mean, that's one of those, it's just so crazy it might work kind of things, right? Could be. You don't seem like the kind of person that would make up lies about volcanoes.
1: Yeah, I just seem- prefer to do like minimal. Like if it was if it was fake, the truth would be like trigger earthquakes. And I've just swept I've just swapped a word
0: out. Yeah. Also, I just think that you... I, I know in previous conversations we've had, you have a high, you have a lot of respect for volcanoes. So much. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense I that you would, would make a mockery.
1: Lie about volcanoes.
0: I climbed into an active volcano. Lots
1: of people have done it.
0: <clears throat> Jesus.
1: If you pay enough money for it. In trip.
0: my flip-flops. With no water. On a whim.
1: I once watched someone do it barefoot.
0: All right. Well, I'll save that story for when I find a new podcast partner. <laughs> Maybe she'll like that story. Uh, I'm going to say true. Mm-hmm. Sure. Why? Because I don't think that you would make that
1: up. Yeah. That just somehow feels insulting. So that is true. Yes. Here is a quote from Harold O. Whitnell, professor professor of geology at Colgate University, in his book.
0: The toothpaste company? Yeah.
1: Colgate University. This is like an article that was published in a magazine at the time. I have recommended that our all-out attack on the Japanese homeland be accompanied by bombing raids on Japan's volcanoes. I believe that explosives dropped down their throats may cause such a vomiting of lava and ash as to hasten the day of unconditional surrender. Bombs are growing bigger and bigger, and I am increasingly convinced that such an attack is worth trying.
0: It's cool. Also, though, it's funny too because, like, why not just drop the bombs on the cities? (laughs)
1: Right, yeah, right. but yeah. I mean, if anything, it's almost kind of like he's a geologist, not like a war right, yeah, strategist. Yeah. So it's, how can I contribute? But it's also like, well, in the end of the at the end, the way they hastened the Japanese surrender was dropping two Giant nuclear bombs, bombs yeah. on cities and civilians. Right. And his brain would have said, "Well, we'll drop them on volcanoes." What if, what if we
0: had dropped them in those volcanoes?
1: <laughs> yeah, but then you think, well is it kind of more humane because it causes enough of like a fuckery right without destroying two cities in such a horrible horrible way and
0: it seems more natural right
1: right yeah
0: at least i was burned alive by a volcano
1: yeah lava (laughs) well you know like maybe the, the the volcano eruption would have destroyed cities but like right in a way that actually gave people like time to escape or, you know, who knows what the impact would have been if you dropped two atomic bombs on two volcanoes rather than cities.
0: Lighting round. Uh, each point is worth 500 <laughs> points. You agreed to that earlier.
1: So she can buy like tomorrow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll be busy for the next couple of months.
1: <laughs> no, let me know. You know what?
0: I'll pencil you in. I'll pencil you in.
1: This weekend?
0: Um, What's a good day to make me suffer through this? (laughs) Tomorrow? Yes, for one. It's
1: tomorrow too soon. Let's do it Thursday.
0: (sighs) This is your little game here now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: I'm just happy about it.
0: Oh, wait, we gotta do the thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: We gotta do our jobs. You do yours first.
1: Okay. Well,. Speaking of Japan, Brian.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all ears.
1: Did you know that Japan is the largest confectionery maker in the Asia-Pacific region and the largest consumer of chocolate?
0: Also in the Asia-Pacific Asia region or in the world?
1: In the Pacific region.
0: Okay. Make sure you get some of that crust, man. Don't just...
1: Don't I don't just... want to I just like this stuff. you horrible.
0: You're horrible. <laughs> You're horrible. <laughs> How do you live with
1: yourself? <laughs> <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> Yum.
0: I mean, you just wake up and are just like, why am I me? And how did I become me? <laughs>
1: All the time.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't doubt it.
1: And then I just get on with it. And I realize, <laughs> you're doing fine.
0: <laughs> you're doing fine. doesn't matter what anybody says. It doesn't matter what you say.
1: Don't listen to Brian Joe. You're doing just fine.
0: For the listeners, I gotta, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm gonna need to comment on like it. <laughs> I this. am I. So, normally Joe does the food, I do the booze. We thought, hey, let's mix it up this week. Mm. I did the food, she did the booze. Yeah. So, I, I'm, part of the food was a wonderful banana cream pie.
1: So good. Really good. Food. Really delicious.
0: And the crust is quite special. It's, um, it's ground up oats and walnuts, a bit of butter, brown sugar and joe is just as joe is just eating the filling and just leaving the crust as if as if to say that was 30 percent of what you what you did with this pie is bullshit
1: well i just the well the filling is this delicious cream yeah and a gooey banana creamy delish
0: sure but be an adult be an adult no. and eat your crust <laughs>
1: I want to eat like it. Like a
0: child. Mm. Yeah, I just,
1: you, you're just only want the crust. It's not that I don't like the crust; it's just not the cream. And I, I only want cream. Mm. Anyway,
0: what about that? Menu? Is
1: so delicious.
0: So Japan. Was... That's the
1: whole thing. Japan is the largest consumer of confectionery in the Asia Pacific region, mm-hmm. and largest consumer of chocolate in the region. Huh. I did not know that the Japanese had that big of a sweet tooth.
0: Yeah, I didn't either. Okay. What's your
1: sugar fact, Brian?
0: I've got a rather odd one. You ready? Yep. You're big into uh, self tanning, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, massive. Yeah. I'm out there in my bathroom, just scouring and scrubbing and rubbing and oranging. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and I was thinking, I was thinking about you. I was like, um, you know what? How can I? How can I help? How can I help Joe with her self tanning? Yep. So she's obsessed. I'm crazy. I know, obsessed might be the wrong word. No, Um,
1: it's the right one. Addicted? Both.
0: Obsessed and addicted. Consumed. -consumed I tend to
1: think of it as consumed. By
0: self tanning. But I bet you, I bet you, you probably. Because you're not a professional. Thanks for pointing
1: it out, but yes. No, no, no.
0: I mean, I'm just stating the obvious. You're not. It's obvious? Well, there's like a giant orange (laughs) blob on the side of your head. So here's. Probably what I was happens to you think is that was shadow. you don't you don't apply it evenly.
1: Okay, that's true. It's hard oh, to do unless you've been. So psyched. I should use a sugar scrub. There you go. Yeah, I know. I you, know. You, of
0: course, you know. Yeah. Well, you mix one tablespoon of sugar with half a cup of, co- of coconut oil.
1: Yeah. Scrub
0: your hands, elbows, and whatever. Where where it accumulates, I guess it accumulates in like clumps sometimes. Sugar will exfoliate the excess self tanner. Well, the coconut oil nourishes, moisturizes, and makes your skin smell like it just came from the tropics.
1: We live in the tropics.
0: So we just are always in the tropics.
1: We always smell like we're in the tropics. It's weird.
0: Every every morning I wake up and I'm like, hmm, I feel like I have a coconut. I feel like a coconut. Yeah, do Well, I smell like a coconut.
1: (laughs) Who left coconuts (laughs) open in my room?
0: oh it's me oh
1: it's me <laughs> oh it's
0: me and then i and then I, like i scratch my forehead and i see my super tanned like, <laughs> I'm like no self tanning for this guy
1: my deodorant ran out months ago and i haven't yeah. needed to replace it because i just smell like banana smoothie all yeah. the time
0: banana smoothie
1: yeah all the time no sure. matter what go for a run banana smoothie on ice
0: and that's what it's like to live in the tropics guys
1: Come join us, Come friends. Join us. Yeah, and Brian, where can they find us? Where can the people find us?
0: It depends. Honestly, it depends on the day of the week.
1: Okay. So this time that they're listening to it, could they find I mean, us? How
0: do I how can I possibly know oh. what day of the week our listeners are listening to this podcast? Find
1: us on Instagram. I feel like I,
0: she thinks that you're all listening to this on the same day. And I'm like, they might be listening on a Monday. Some people might be listening on a Tuesday. Some so, people might be listening on a Wednesday. I really and go on. Some people might be listening to it on a, I don't know, Thursday.
1: I really hope everyone's tuned out by now. I hope this is one of those things that once we got to the end of the meaty part, everyone's like, "Okay, I'm off. I'm off to listen to the next episode." Yeah, it's just like because oh, you know just that. alienated everybody. I did. Yeah.
0: By with valuing your them with as your individual. blabber
1: and your your conceited tone. <laughs> <laughs> You're arrogant. And
0: I like how you're trying to get attention, but you don't have enough energy to even clink the glasses together.
1: This has been episode sixteen. Episode sixteen.
0: They can find us
1: on Instagram, on Podbean, on Spotify. However, you're listening to us Reddit. now, we'll stay there. And on Reddit, we're posting sporadically on Reddit, so find us there. Um, and we've got some other things in the works.
0: Yeah, we got some adventures, literal, metaphorical,
1: brain, physical.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: See you later.
0: And remember. Oh.
1: Not end. Sorry.
0: Remember, like Like us in real real life. life. Good.
1: Bye.